On August 9, 1959, 21-year-old Max Starkloff's world was one of pretty women, race cars, sports, parties, and fun. Handsome, athletic, and six feet five inches tall, Max was a charmer. With humor and a smile, he could almost always get his way. Everyone liked him. His peers respected him. Girls adored him. On August 10th, Max awoke to a different world. After his accident, as a C-3 through C-5 quadriplegic, he entered a world of ignorance, prejudice, isolation, and discrimination. The medical community believed a spinal cord injury of this magnitude would certainly result in death in just days or months, and they behaved accordingly. A Catholic priest gave Max the last rites. If he lived, he was destined for a lifetime of institutionalization. There was little assistive technology in 1959. Rudimentary electric wheelchairs, but no computers, no touch-tone telephones. Sidewalk ramps or curb cuts were non-existent, as were public accommodations of any kind for anyone on wheels. An eight-inch curb or step was as effective a barrier to a person in a wheelchair as an eight-foot wall. The only public laws regarding people with disabilities were designed to discriminate, such as Chicago's Municipal Code 3634, which forbade anyone with a deformity to be allowed in or on the public ways or other public places in this city. The common attitude at the time was that people with disabilities were non-people, helpless, better off dead, and as such were to be hidden from public view, confined to institutions, pitied or ridiculed. At one time, Max's sister quietly prayed that God would take him and spare him a life as a vegetable. The only jobs available for disabled people were mindless, menial work in sheltered workshops that paid far below what non-disabled workers received for performing similar tasks. This was the world Max and other people with disabilities faced in 1959, a world where his chances of living a normal life were about the same as landing on the moon. Decades later, Max's world would include a beautiful wife and three children, a nice house, and a high-profile job. He died on December 27, 2010, at age 73, having lived more than a half-century beyond the automobile accident. But he was more than a survivor. At his memorial service on January 4, 2011, at St. Francis Xavier College Church in St. Louis, he was remembered as one of the country's leading disability rights activists. Max's life story is the history of the disability rights movement. This is his story, and the story of millions of people with disabilities in the 20th century.